worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Rockin' 25 College Basketball Poll is put together by sports experts from around the country. While some voters see one or two games a week, our voters see games live, on TV, and really understand college basketball. It's time to release the Rockin' 25 on the Rockin' Pregame. All right, to do that, it's our college basketball rocketologist from the Rockin' 25 College Basketball Poll. We're joined by new bracketologist professor at Florida State, scientist, and we have a scientist on the show, and co-founder of Better Weather, Iveta Ebraman, and founder and lead bracketologist for Haslametrics.com, Eric Haslam. We always talk about March Madness, but December Madness is happening now. Which team is weathering the storm better than others? Well, Arizona looks really solid. They They've already been tested against Duke in a true road game, Michigan State and Wisconsin, who they absolutely dominated. The numbers they're putting up are insane. They've got five guys averaging over 12 points per game. They're fifth in adjusted tempo, second in adjusted defensive efficiency, fifth in adjusted offensive efficiency. Eighth in offensive rebounding, 11th in effective field goal percentage. This is a strong team on both sides of the ball. But aside from their turnover issue, so is Purdue. And their resume is arguably even more impressive with them have beaten Gonzaga, Tennessee, Marquette, and Alabama. So we'll see who reigns supreme Saturday at the Indy Classic in what should be one of the best matchups of the entire season. Well, for me, this is going to be a short answer because Avatatola took two of my answers. You know, when I'm looking for weathering the storm, I'm looking for a combination, early season combination of great record quality and strength of schedule. The two that we that I had on the top of the list are obvious ones, number one and number two, Arizona and Purdue. The third one I'm going to throw out there is Clemson. Clemson's an undefeated team. They have wins so far, a big one at Alabama. They've beaten a pretty good pit team on the road. They've beaten TCU. The analytics identified Clemson as a top 40 team in the preseason. That's not something I really believed in, but this is a team that has has had lots of experience, and even with that top 40 preseason ranking in my analytics, this is a team that has exceeded expectations so far. I better, which league has the potential of giving the Big 12 fit as best league in college basketball from top to bottom? So I don't know about from top to bottom because the bottom of this league is very suspect. But I'd have to say the SEC. The SEC has a solid nine or ten teams so far that are either pretty dominant or could at least make some noise in the tournament. And the SEC is 87 and 57, which is about 60% in the NCAA tournament since 2012. So far, they have eight teams in the top 50 in Kempom, and one is just outside uh, with South Carolina. As of right now, I'd probably put the Big Ten or Big East third. I don't think there's much separation between them. The Big Ten has a stronger floor than the SEC or the Big East, 
the bottoms of the SEC and Big East are significantly weaker than the bottom of the Big Ten. So the Big Ten is a little bit more uh, well-rounded. But of course, it's still early. So we'll see if one emerges with a little more dominance after the holidays. Yeah, I agree on the Big Ten. It's surprising right now to see at the bottom of the Big Ten for me, who's, who's down there right now in Maryland at number 139, a shocking lack of shooting ability from the Terps. It's ridiculous. And you look at other teams that are down there right now. Iowa's way down there. Indiana's way down there. These are teams that have much higher ceilings, but for whatever reason, have not performed well in the month of November and December. I think over time, that's probably the best conference to challenge the Big 12, but right now I still think the Big 12 stands alone. Well, let's release the Rockin' 25. Number one is Arizona, two, Purdue, three, Houston, four, UConn, five, Baylor, six, Marquette, and then Kansas occupies number seven. Eric, what's the biggest factor for these teams' success this year analytically? Well, I think the biggest factor for success at this point is going to be experience. I think that is a big part of teams that are going to do well in the months of November and December. You look at younger teams that have higher ceilings, and they typically get their act together in the months of January or February. Think about Michigan State. Everybody talked about Michigan State, how great they were going to be because they brought back a lot of their core, but they were really going to take the step forward because of all these unbelievable freshmen that they brought in, these athletes. Well, it has not come together for Michigan State yet. Not to say it won't, it just hasn't at this point. Kentucky with some growing pains as well. This is a team that has shown flashes of brilliance but then loses a game inexplicably to UNC Wilmington. So I think right now these teams that have a ton of experience coming into the season, they need to strike now while the iron is hot. Great example of this is Clemson. Clemson has a lot of upperclassmen out there. 9-0. and Colorado State is a team that brought back lots of production. 9-1. and And then lastly, the team that we've talked about before, BYU, another team with lots of experience, 8-1 and out of the gates. I think this is the time of the year where those teams of experience need to kind of build their resume because these younger teams like Michigan State or Kentucky or maybe Duke, those are the teams that are going to come together later on once those young guys start getting experience. It's the Rockin' Pregame exclusive, the Rockin' 25 college basketball poll with a Rocketologist, Evetta uh, Eberman and Eric Haslam. So we're up to uh, teams 8 to 14 on the Rockin' 25. We got Creighton at 8, Tennessee 9, Clemson wraps up the top 10, then followed by Oklahoma, BYU, Illinois, and North Carolina wrapping up that top 14 teams in the land according to our voters this week. So Eric, which coaches are making the biggest impact with a lesser roster? Well, we talked about a few of the teams. Colorado State, for one. Uh, Nico Medved has done a great job there. We talked about BYU with Mark Pope. Clemson with Brad Brownell. A couple guys I'm going to throw out there. New Mexico, credit to Richard Patino. Um, that's a team that was 13 and 19 two seasons ago. He improved them to 22 and 12 last year, 9 and 1 so far this year. And in a similar vein, Indiana State. Josh Schertz is a guy that came from Lincoln Memorial in Division II in 2021. That was a team that was 11 and 22 years ago, 23 and 13 a season ago, they are also off to a 9-1 start. I think that is a guy who's going to have a lot of light on him when some of these bigger schools are to come looking for a new head coach in the in the uh, offseason next year. I agree yeah. with all of those. I mean, I, w- I would probably throw out some mid-majors like High Point because I really like what uh, Coach Huss has done there in the, in the first year. The back third of the Rockin' 25 has Florida Atlantic at 15, Gonzaga falling out of the top 10 after their loss to 16, Colorado State holding tight at 17 with Wisconsin, Virginia, Kentucky, James Madison wrapping up 18 through 21. 
Aveta, who are some of the teams that have the greatest upside as conference play begins after the new year? Definitely those that play in some of these top-heavy conferences, like the Mountain West. Teams like Colorado State, San Diego State, New Mexico, Nevada. Same with the top of the ACC, UNC, Virginia, Clemson, Miami. I agree with Eric. I really like Clemson this year. They, I was pretty high on them um, preseason, so... I'm pretty happy to see that they're actually living up to those expectations. Uh, I see the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and Big East beating each other up during conference play. So I think they'll have a tougher battle as far as record is concerned. Now, of course, they'll be well-seasoned come tournament play, so that's another story. But as far as conference play upside, those are the ones I think will have the most success. Um, one team I'll throw out there for upside, I'm going to say Utah. Utah's a team that uh, scored a big victory over BYU. Everybody was talking about BYU. Utah took them down by four last Saturday. You look at top to bottom in this Pac-12 there isn't a ton of meat on that ball. Now, obviously, there's Arizona. That's going to be the team to beat, obviously. But I think there's going to be a lot of space to challenge for that second spot. I think Utah has set themselves up in a pretty good position to get in the tournament this year. And when you run down the list and look at some of the teams that they're going to play in the in the, in the Pac-12, I mean, I think right now USC has disappointed. UCLA, to a certain degree, has disappointed. I think Colorado has done pretty well, but I think they're certainly beatable. So I think Utah has set themselves up to be in a pretty good position to get that second best bid out of the Pac-12 this year. I 100% agree with that. I love this Utah team. It's It was really fun watching them play. They're definitely one that I think is flying under the radar that once conference play starts, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Well, the last four into the Rock and 25 has Texas at 22, Iowa State at 23, Memphis at 24, and Ohio State sneaking in at 25. Eric, the closer we get to conference play, the more teams shed their preseason numbers and your analytics can see what teams really are. Who are the teams on fraud alert this year? Well, you know, Michigan State still can't seem to get right. Um, you know, they're still ranked 30, 32 for me, but that's a team that's four and five out of the gates. I think I read that that's the third time that Izzo has started his coaching career with a losing record through nine games. So obviously not an encouraging start, not to say it can't turn around, but it's impossible not to think of that North Carolina team a year ago who was number one and then just for whatever reason didn't ever quite get it together and didn't make the tournament altogether. I'm not saying that is going to happen to Michigan State, but boy, considering they brought back, what, four starters and, and you lose one guy, Joey Hauser, you bring all these impact freshmen in and you come out of the gates at four and five. That's not encouraging. A couple teams I'll throw out there as well. Indiana, a couple seven and two teams I'll throw out there as potential frauds. One will be Indiana. Um, that's a team that's seven and two, lingering around number 90 in my analytics. Very rare to see Indiana like 65 slots lower than Indiana State. They've had subpar outings versus some really unimpressive teams. Um, among them, FGCU. Army, Louisville was not a great performance. To make matters worse, they got absolutely lambasted by Auburn last weekend, lost the game by 28, gave up 104 points. Not having Xavier Johnson has not helped them. And the other team I'll throw out there is potential fraud alert. Texas may not be back 7-2, and two, but sitting at number 65 for me. Losses in high-visibility games. They lost to UConn by 10. They got buried by Marquette by 21. And on top of that, very much like Indiana, they struggle versus Louisville. Almost lost that game. I would put Texas on fraud alert. 
All right, other teams receiving votes in the Rockin' 25. Alphabetically, they are Alabama and Auburn, followed by Cincinnati, Colorado, Duke, Grand Canyon, then Indiana State and Kansas State, Miami, um, let's see who else we got, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, New Mexico, Northwestern, Princeton, South Carolina, TCU, Texas A&M, UCLA, Villanova. So, uh, Iveta, which mid-majors have a shot at making some noise when it matters this season? Well, some of them you just mentioned, Indiana State, New Mexico, Princeton, James Madison, and Grand Canyon, those seem to be in a league of their own right now. App State is another one that uh, that has really uh, just surprised me, and I think a Probably a lot of other people recently, they lost to Oregon State in overtime and their other losses, Northern Illinois. But they have wins over Auburn and UNC Wilmington, the same team that beat Kentucky. UNC Greensboro's only loss is to Vandy, but they beat Arkansas. Utah State's only loss so far is Bradley in overtime, but they haven't played as tough of a schedule. Purdue-Fort Wayne is quietly 10-0 and with their only defeat coming at the hands of the San Francisco Dons, who, speaking of, are another great mid-major team. Youngstown State also doing pretty well in the horizon. It's hard to pick one or two. I'm honestly loving a lot of these mid-major teams that, that have had great openings to this season. It's the Rocket 25 College Basketball Poll with our Rocketologist, Aveta Abramson and Eric Haslam, which game is the one to watch out for in the next week? Well, aside from Arizona-Purdue, of course, some of the other games I'm looking forward to are Texas A&M-Houston, Kentucky-North Carolina, Baylor-Duke, and UNC Greensboro High Point. For me, obviously, we talked about the Arizona Purdue game, number one versus number two on Saturday. That's going to be excellent. Uh, UConn Gonzaga Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern up in Seattle. That stands to be a really good one. I think of all, the, even maybe more so than Arizona Purdue, the game that I'm really intrigued about is Alabama at Creighton that Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Two top 10 offenses. Alabama loves to run and chuck the three. I hope Creighton goes with them because that could really turn into a shootout pretty quickly. And if you guys are going to look for a mid-major special, I'm going to throw out San Francisco and Utah State on Saturday. Those are two top 60 programs by my book. A combined record of 16-4. and four, A 9-1 and one start for Utah State. The Dons will present their toughest test yet. Well, where can people find your Twitter or X at Iveta Abraman, I-V-E-T-T-A-A-B-R-A-M-Y-A-N. And you can check out betterweather.com. That's B-E-T-T-O- our weather follow us on twitter at better weather we analyze weather impacts to pretty much all outdoor sporting events across both college and professional sports and as always people can find my ratings my rankings my bracketology and my projections over at haslametrics.com otherwise if you are looking for me on twitter slash x you can find me out there going hashtag analytically final at at haslametrics well our thanks to rockin 25 voters yvette Eberman and Eric Haslam for breaking down the analytics and the teams. The Rockin' 25 college basketball poll is always available at rock101lubbock.com. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'm sure Eric appreciated that, uh, Jared. All right.